Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. So this is my first solo episode here in season two and I have a lot of my heart, a lot that I want to talk about with you guys here and I'm really excited to dive into season two. I've also just been super reflective in what I've talked about here before in terms of the way that I am. I'm not a very detail-oriented person but then on the flip side I'm super analytical and I've been going back and looking at season one and looking at all the episodes. Of course, I look at what data can give me evidence that things are going well, how you are responding to things. And that is the biggest bit of evidence for me that this is striking a chord and this is hitting home with you that are listening, my beautiful audience. And the feedback that I get from you in the reviews is amazing, but also just anecdotally with strangers that kind of come into my DMs are like, oh my God, I found your podcast and I adore it. It's my favorite podcast now. A lady actually said to me the other day, a wonderful woman that I spoke to actually on a Zoom call, that she rarely listens to podcasts and she struggles to get through whole entire podcasts and that she had found mine and she was listening to episodes and listening to them two and three times. And I was absolutely floored. And it just really reminds me as an entrepreneur and as a content creator and as a sharer of all things, and and also just knowing that my clients and just female entrepreneurs in general, we struggle and we doubt ourselves. And even when things are going well, you question whether or not this is the right path, what you're doing, but just find yourself some evidence, continue to find yourself evidence. And if you don't have that evidence, then find it because it is out there. You have received DMs, you have received messages from people and save them, save them in a little file folder on your phone or wherever it might be. So that on those days when you're questioning, when you're wondering, you can go back to those because that's what I've been doing myself and not like I've been questioning that much, but just as I'm continuing to forge forward with Zero Wasted Days, I have a massive mission and purpose behind what I'm doing. And as I kind of forge into phase two of this mission, I've been looking for evidence and it's there. It's absolutely there. And I am just so thrilled that it is landing with you, that it is resonating, that it is touching your hearts, that it is making you think. And on the flip side, I adore having the conversations that I am having with all of the people that I'm uh, interviewing. But I know also you've all given me some really amazing feedback on these solo episodes. So I will continue to do both interviews and solo episodes into season two. And I have some big ambitions for Zero Wasted Days. I have probably mentioned here that I really want to get this down into, get my thoughts and get everything that is Zero Wasted Days down into a book. 
Uh, so that is going to start this year. And I'm also taking Zero Wasted Days on the road. It is going to be hitting a stage somewhere, hopefully near you. And I am going to be really working on raising my profile as a speaker and bringing this message far and wide. So today's episode is really about what it takes, and this is a conversation that I've had with some clients, I've listened to personally, I've listened to some episodes and of different podcasts that talk about this notion of going all in. And I've talked before in previous episodes about going for your dreams and turning points and Sometimes I've talked about how hard points in our lives and tragedies sometimes result in the turning point to go, screw it, I'm going after it. And I want to share with you today what a kind of a, a really strong catalyst and turning point for me was more than six years ago. What, what year are we in? Almost, about nine years ago, almost 10 years ago when I looked at the actual dates. And this is a story that I have absolutely never told here or really ever in public before. It is a very vulnerable one and it is one that has been traumatic for me, but I feel it needs to be told because I know that there are stories that you hold that this might inspire you to realize that they don't define you and that they also have maybe been the turning point for you or maybe that story now can be the turning point for you and be the catalyst to start something new, to go after those big dreams, to stop playing small, to go all in. So going back to 2012, it was two years before I would eventually leave my managing director role at the agency where I worked. And I told my boss at the time that I wanted to leave. And he'd become a, quite a mentor for me over the previous uh, 12 years. And I told him that I wanted to leave and start my own business. And he was really supportive of it and encouraging. And rightly so, he didn't want me to leave. <laughs> and so he was, I would say rightly so, because he wanted to keep me within the business. They had ambitions and they were in the process of starting to look for a, a buyer for their own business. So they didn't want any changes at a senior management level. So we discussed this and he said, look, why don't you start your business on the side? I can help you. I'll guide you and mentor you. And he had been for, for many years prior. And so I said, that's not such a bad idea. I, I was hankering after leaving, but I said, that's probably a safer option where I can start the side hustle and keep working on. I had been already working on things in the background in my evenings and things like that. But I decided to stay really loyal and had been loyal for almost 10 years already. And even though I no longer felt really aligned with that business, which should have been a red flag at the time, or really felt in my heart anymore that this was the place for me, I had bigger ambitions to, to go after. I put those big dreams of going after it straight away on the back burner and I agreed to stay. And I took my time and I uh, worked on this business on the side, literally on planes, at home. I don't think I had, no, I had Spencer, I'd only had Spencer. Spencer, maybe Oliver as a baby. And I really just kept working on things little by little. Fast forward to 2014. So I did that for a couple of years and I got my online store going and my boss knew all about it and was fine. He was the, the owner of the business, but not my direct boss. And I guess my direct boss didn't know about it, which was fine. It was nothing that was impinging on what I was doing in my job on a day-to-day -day basis. It was like a hobby on the side. And 
2014, Rob, whose family was in the UK, took Spencer and I don't think Oliver was obviously with me. It took Spencer and actually went back to the UK to see his family. And my mentor and boss, like I mentioned at the time, asked me to go for a coffee one Monday morning. Oliver was in childcare. And so if this was, I'm looking at the dates on my notes, if this was 2014, then he would have been two, two and a half, three. And I went to this coffee. I'm trying to find the words to explain this because I've never actually told this story really in public. I went to have a coffee with him and he made a sexual advance at me. And it really took me aback. I'm not going to go into the detail of what that entailed. I was shocked. I felt betrayed. This was my mentor. I worked with him and I saw him every single day of my career. We traveled together. And I really felt ashamed for what had just happened. And like I said, I'm not going to get into too much detail about what exactly happened. But needless to say, I left that coffee shop in a very kerfuffled fashion and was like, hold on, just stop in your tracks. I left immediately and I never went back to my job. I went home. I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrendous. I've been completely betrayed. I can't go back to that job. And I went through the process of, I took some leave. I, I said I was sick. I took some leave. I got legal, legal advice as to what to do. And I filed a complaint and went through legal proceedings to get out of that business. And I guess I was trying to get out of that business in as dignified a way as possible. So I went through this process which ended up dragging out for months. And this company that I had dedicated at that point up to 11 years of my life and my career to, like literally went to, from Melbourne to Sydney every week. I left my kids. I, I cut my maternity leaves short. I didn't even get maternity leave really. They gave me some, but then I was always all on. And I just felt like I really gave my life to this business. And this company that I dedicated everything to decided to turn its back on me to save itself. Now, like I said, it was in the middle of a purchase by another publicly listed company. And they decided to turn the tables on me. (laughs) And this was probably the most humiliating, betraying thing I've ever gone through. And they actually said, they via this person, said that I made up the story. And because I had this side hustle, which he had approved and said I should do and la-di-da, that they said that was why I created this story and I made this up and I was the person that was lying because I wanted to leave the business and get a payout. This was my turning point where I said, okay, after everything unraveled, 11 years of my life dedicated to this business, for what? And I said to myself, I'm all in on my dreams. There was no more holding out. I didn't want to continue to be in a job that didn't feel fulfilling. Clearly, I didn't have a choice to go back. But all of the things that I reflected on about my time, the sacrifice that I gave. And I think back to other stories of people who are with businesses for 
25, 30 years and are going to think that they're going to retire and all of a sudden get a redundancy. That's the sort of thing where when you dedicate yourself to a company that they in turn will never dedicate themselves to you. And my situation happened to occur with a huge amount of betrayal and going through legal proceedings is not (laughs) for anybody to do. And I remember speaking to this arbitrator lady at the time and she was like, Suzanne, do a deal because nobody comes out of this unscathed and they will absolutely swallow you up. And I could have taken this much, much farther, but I decided not to and I completely turned my back and walked away. And I knew that this turning point meant that it was time. I wasn't 100% ready. I didn't feel 100% ready and really starting my business and being completely out on my own. But I knew I never would be. And I've talked about how sometimes tragedies create the catalyst to go big and all in. But there is an opportunity for all of us to go all in and not wait around for that tragedy or that catalyst or that shameful situation that I had to go through to go all in on our dreams. Your dream is yours. The idea that you have, that fire in your belly that you want to breathe, that you want to share, is yours to claim and is yours to go all in on that has the possibility to change your life forever. Now, there are some things again in reflection that I have been able to contemplate about and wonder what does it really take? What were the steps other than this kind of turning point for me? But if I didn't wait that extra time, And I was to do it all again. And I have gone all in on other dreams since then. What are the things that help you go all in and make that dream a reality? Now, the number one thing, I think, is to be ready to jump before you feel ready. The number one thing I think that is really holding people back is our comfort. We are so in our comfort zones, in our cushy homes, in our monthly salaries potentially. But even if you have already started your business and you really want to go for the next thing and you've, you've been staying small and you're holding back, you're staying safe. I have a client that She's no longer working with me anymore, but I really questioned. She was living a very, what I say is a very comfortable life. She was talking and complaining about not earning enough money and really wanting to invest in growing her team and just couldn't find the means to do that. Except she was getting her nails done every single week and... I never actually confronted her with that because that's a personal decision of hers, but it did make me question. If you're getting your nails done every single week, are you maybe not willing to sacrifice $50 or 50 euros or 50 pounds or whatever currency you're in? That every single week over a month is $200 that can pay for a new virtual assistant. 
and maybe do those nails at home. I just did one small little example. The $5 lattes that you might get at Starbucks. Thank God there's no more really good coffee shops near me here. <laughs> How stuck in your comfort zones are you? And what are you willing to risk? I'm not talking about making silly, dumb decisions and not thought through investments. But at some point to make any gain, you need to leap. You need to risk it. You need to be willing to throw it in and potentially lose it all. And that's what you do when you play the stock market. But the stock market often feels safer because it's not you in charge. You say, I'm going to go put 10 grand over there, or I'm going to put 100 grand over there. And I'm going to do a little bit of research. And the chances are, if you do your research, you should be able to earn a good return. But there's no guarantee. But that feels easier than investing that $10,000 in yourself or that 5,000 or that 500 a month. Now, I wasn't 100% ready to open my store. And that's what I did when I left the agency. But I never would have been. At the same time, I was willing to fail and willing to just keep taking steps towards my goal without knowing the outcome. And some would say I did fail. Closing my store prematurely in some people's eyes might say what might indicate that I failed. I didn't see it through because I realized that it was completely unaligned and we wanted to pursue a, a bigger dream in our lives. But some would say that was a failure. And maybe it takes trying something and realizing that it didn't work or that it did work, but that it wasn't for me. And so in essence, it didn't work as a failure. And you need to be willing to sacrifice that. You need to be willing to go after the thing to see that it's not for you and then to pivot. But what if it is? What if it works out? And so this is the number one thing that I think most people need to be willing to really push to an edge is to jump before you're ready and to take the leap. The second thing that I think is really important is to be willing to speak your truth despite what expectations are and despite what people think. Another big area that I see women dimming their light around and staying small and staying in their corner is around this challenge of being seen. And the challenge around being seen is the judgment potentially of others. And we need to leave that at the door. Now, this can take a lot of work. I work with my clients on this on a weekly, daily basis sometimes, and I have to continue to remind myself. And while we go through the process of not caring what other people think, we also need to make sure that we're making this dream about you, about us, and not about somebody else. We're not out there, and we shouldn't be out there, trying to prove ourselves. It's about your inner truth and your passion and your mission. And that's exactly why 
getting your roots and your foundations right is so important. If you don't have that why to come back to every single day, like I have it sitting on my board in front of me, I honestly will look at that and go, yes, that's what I'm doing today. Like frequently. I look at my framework sitting in front of me and sure, I know it. I can stand on stage and talk about this for ages, but that intentional reminder in front of me every single day about my mission, my purpose, the audience that I'm talking to, the woman who I want to serve. These are the foundations that absolutely ground you into what you're doing and will keep you going. And so it is about that. It's not about me proving to anybody like I have done so in the past. And I say this from firsthand experience. It has to be your soul's calling. It's not just about I'm good at something and I'm going to just sell that thing. I'm going to create that offer because I know I've, I'm, I'm good at it and I have a skill in web development. If it's not your soul's calling, then it's not for you. Now, sometimes it takes just starting and sharing. And that's what I had the opportunity to do, which was a really beautiful path for me when we came to France, is that I didn't know what was next on my radar. And so I just started sharing our journey. And I just started, I knew there was something boiling and bubbling from within. So I just started showing up as myself and sharing what we were doing. And and I, I love writing and I was blogging. And this led me to realizing what my mission was. And I continued to clarify. I continued to clarify. On day one, I didn't have zero wasted days written down in front of me. That evolved. And so you need to start somewhere. And sometimes that's leaving the skills and the expertise that you've leaned on for so long. And just going over to the other side. And starting something that might feel uncomfortable and might feel unfamiliar, but you know deep down is what you want to say, is your truth, is your calling, and you are ready to share in some capacity. You might not feel ready, but you are ready to to just take the first step. Ask yourself today, what steps towards your edge can you take? How can you get help jumping? Because sometimes that's the catalyst. That is the thing that's going to help you fuel that fire. That's the thing that's going to, maybe it's the, the, your your sister or your business bestie or a mentor or a, a community you can take part in. What's the thing that's going to help you jump? I have a beautiful friend here in, in France who is not in the online space at all but she has a beautiful way of continuing to challenge me. And I've talked a lot about how working on a lot of sister wounds myself, it's taking a little tangent, but how I've been working through sister wounds myself to be more vulnerable with my own friends and family and loved ones. And by revealing more in this relationship, She's continued to reveal more and we forged a deeper connection. But she now has the opportunity and she has taken the opportunity not to necessarily call me out on my shit, but be like, do the thing. Why not the book this year? And that's just the thing that you need 
because I don't have an answer when she says, what's going on with the book? I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. But it's that little challenging persistence, pleasantly persistent person in your life. And if you don't have somebody like that, you can pay for that. <laughs> I've always been called very pleasantly persistent. I love challenging my clients to push it a step further. I have a one-on-one -on -one client that I'm working with right now. And on one of our first calls, I said, what do you really want out of this business, out of this life? And she told me about her dream. And I said, tell me more. Tell me more. I want to know the details. And she started revealing more of the details. And she got teary. And the more she told about it, the more she came alive. The more her energy rose. And I said, this is your homework for today. I want you to go away and I want you to continue to not just think about that dream in your mind like you have to the minute detail of the house and the land and the everything else. I want you to write that down because that is your dream. And unless you write it down, unless you get that out, unless you tell somebody, tell a coach like she was doing with me, you can't make it a reality. And so I can't emphasize enough. And this is about energetic capacity as, a, as much as it is about strategy. So when you detail something like this, the thing that you want, you start to open up your mind to like, how am I going to get there? You might not know all the steps. And so that's where somebody like me helps piece together what those steps might look like. And you will do that subconsciously and consciously, start putting the steps together. What stops people right there in their tracks when they get overwhelmed, they start to actually, they'll outline the dream and be like, hell, I can't do all those steps or I don't know all the steps. And that stops them in their tracks. And that's where as a mentor, I'm there to hold space for you to continue to vision into that space because I know it's possible for you. And then what detailing the dream for you also does is energetically, you start to then toy around in your conscious mind, not just the subconscious mind, your conscious mind with this actually being a possibility. And what happens when you do that is that energetically, you start to play a little bit less safe. So everything that we do every day is about keeping safe, right? Our nervous systems and our bodies and our minds are there to keep ourselves safe. That's what, as humans, how we're designed to be. But the way to start increasing the capacity and getting past that upper limit is to energetically start to rise to it. And you can't rise to something that you haven't articulated that you haven't talked about that you haven't written down that you haven't really visioned and this is the power of when people say do vision boards and visioning exercises this is the power of that you start to lift and rise and this increases your energetic capacity I talk about energetic capacity and people are looking at me like what on earth is she talking about this is how you lift your capacity, lift your upper limit. And I have so much evidence that this works. It's worked for me. It's worked for so many of my clients who are willing to do the work. 
because it takes work. It doesn't just take creating a vision board. And it takes some keys, some, I say, success keys. And one of those things is exactly what I just said, planting the seeds. If you don't plant the seeds, then nothing's going to blossom. I love the parallels that you can find between nature and our businesses. And whether your business and or your dreams are big or small, you still need to plant those seeds. I have another client who we've been doing lots of planting together. And on a recent call, she said to me, Suzanne, I don't feel like I can really think about my life goals again. Like I really, I'm really struggling to reseed those seeds that I used to have. And so together we talked about exactly what I've just talked about here and how we need to really reimagine. But she's lived in a state of kind of fight or flight for a long time. And as a single mom, she was struggling to make ends meet for a long time. And now it's only now in the last few months of working together that she's building momentum. She just had her biggest month ever in her whole career. And so it's going to take some work. It's going to take some reprogramming to help her feel safe to start start dreaming again and to start feeling like she can plant those seeds because she's been in survival mode for so long. So to feel safe planting those seeds takes work. And this is the work that we do inside my programs. And it's not just about planting strategic seeds and making a plan because you guys know I love making a plan and that is part of it. You need to make a strategic plan to know how you're going to get to where you're going to get to this month, next month, this quarter, this year. But energetically, you also need a plan. And when you make a plan that strategically and you make some of those, set those targets and think about what your areas of focus are going to be in your business and think about the strategy that you're going to take to get there. What that does to your nervous system is that it takes a great big exhale and it feels a bit safer because it now knows how you're going to get there. There's no guarantee and you may need to pivot and it might be a little bit curvy and go here and there. But your nervous system loves a plan because it helps it know where it's going to go. It helps make it feel safe. And so this is one of the steps to increasing your upper limit and going all in is to create that plan and then start working on your energetic system to keep reminding it that it's safe because it's been like this for so long. You need to keep working at this. This is what I teach inside Energy Code, which is a self-paced program that I have, is just about the energetic side of things. Because all of the blocks that are sitting in your way, all of the conditioning, all of the traumas, all of that stuff, that baggage that my client was carrying around for so long, need to get unblocked. And you can unblock them before you can then start lifting the capacity and start unlocking bigger and bigger dreams and goals and and earning capacity and upper limits. 
So I've said you need to plant seeds. You need to make a plan both for your energy and strategically. You need to be willing to get beneath the surface. Now, what I mean by saying getting beneath the surface is that we all have, and I just talked about conditioning and traumas, we all have these things that we have grown up with that have made us who we are as we've grown from little girls to now. You may not have suffered from any kind of big T trauma, and nor have I, or you may have. And let's say you're in the first, first group of, Suzanne, I haven't had any real traumas in my life, but you've lived the life in the patriarchy. <laughs> so you have conditioning. You have an upbringing in a family that has maybe made you a people pleaser. They didn't purposely make you a people pleaser, <laughs> but the habit of be people pleasing has become your go-to behavior, your perfectionism, your overworking, your hustling. All of these things are come from our conditioning that can be unblocked, can be worked on. And when I say go, we need to go beneath the surface, these are the things that need to be healed and need to be worked on because your growth and your business outcome, your business transformation, your business results all come back to how willing you are to heal yourself and to raise that energetic capacity. We are the biggest part of our growth. I have worked with clients where, and actually I probably at, at the earlier stages, the first couple of years, let's say, to my business coaching career, I was going through my own healing process and my own transformative journey. And I hadn't quite integrated the power of this inner work to my outer reality. So I wasn't teaching it yet. And I didn't realize how profound and how transformative it would be because I didn't know myself yet. Even though I was integrating it at the time, I wasn't at a point where I could teach it. I was realizing the benefits of doing the healing and doing the strategy, my strategy muscle has, has always been super strong. And it wasn't until maybe 18 months ago, two years ago from now in 2023, that I started realizing and started teaching this. But in my first couple of years, I was just teaching strategy. And I wondered why I couldn't get these amazing, smart, ambitious women who were sitting in front of me week by week in my one-on-one -on -one coaching or in my group programs to have the transformations. We were going through the motions and putting all the strategies in place, but there was something holding them back. And this is exactly what it was. We weren't peeling the layers back and going beneath the surface to integrate both the personal energetic work that needed to happen together with their strategy. The fourth thing, so the first one I said was planting seeds is so important. The second one was making a plan for both strategy and energy. The third one was getting beneath the surface. The fourth one is backing yourself. You need to back yourself. It is so much more fun going into business, doing business, growing your business, scaling your business when you're not alone. And the last couple of years in my journey of masterminds and 
doing this together with coaches and even with my own clients has been unbelievable because as women, we are not meant to do this on our own. We are the gatherers of the hunters and the gatherers. We are the ones who need to connect. Oxytocin is produced in our bodies, the same oxytocin that's produced when a child breastfeeds. When we connect with other women, it's that feel good hormone. So actually backing yourself and investing in yourself, I feel is so important to get you out of your bubble of doing it alone. And we know women can sometimes not be great at asking for help. And I've seen so many women come to me slowly but surely. And at first they say, oh, maybe can I, can we just have a, a VIP session? Can we have a VIP session? Just do a one-on-one for one-off or, or a month. And quite often I'll I do one-on-one sessions, but I now have a caveat that say, I know there's usually a lot more to do. But the reason that they ask for that is that they think that their main problem is just a strategy or just this offer or just this thing. But then we get on a call and I can see there's a lot more work to do. And by actually helping them take those first steps, they then realize the power of investing in themselves and of just taking that first little step. And like I said, sometimes it comes as a, I need this strategy or I want this strategy, but what they actually need over here is something completely different. And there's that saying, sell them what they want and give them what they need. Because they say, and in this world of of business coaching, people say, I want the money, I want the freedom. So we talk about these things as that's what I want in my business, but they actually need energetic work. They need mindset work. They need someone to challenge them. And the list goes on and on. Now, from a content point of view, if I was always in my content just talking about mindset, I wouldn't be able to attract the clients that I attract. Because I know what you think you want, but this over here is what you actually need. And I'm going to be going into some of these things actually in an upcoming masterclass, in, in not just a masterclass, but in a two-day live event, in a training that I encourage you to come to, it's called Attraction. And it is going to be going into exactly how you attract clients into your world, how you attract more sales, how you attract more connection, how you attract opportunities by creating better content. Our content, like this here, my my podcast is one channel of my content. And how do we create better content that's going to speak to our audience? and use our thought leadership, your unique thought leadership. Going back to the beginning of this podcast, I talked about your truths and claiming your truths and speaking from the fire in your belly. Yes, that. That is your thought leadership that I wanna help tease out and that's what we're gonna be doing inside Attraction. So if you're listening to this podcast after September 25th and 26th, 2023, then you will still be able to join and you can look on my website. You'll be able to take this retrospectively, but it is going to be live on the 25th and 26th of September. I would love you to come to Attraction to learn how to make more sales, learn how to find more opportunities, 
learn how to connect better with your audience. Because when you take those baby steps, when you take those first steps in your content, in your thought leadership, they are some of the first steps to you going all in. Now, I really love all of the reviews that you guys are leaving me. I am going to finish up here today. I will just also say that my mastermind, Phoenix Rising, is also currently open. So Phoenix Rising is a beautiful container. It is going to be an intimate container that starts at the beginning of October. And I am enrolling right now. And it is going to be the most expansive space if you are ready to truly augment and expand your thought leadership. You want to be in sisterhood. You want to be in mentorship and in a space where someone is going to hold you accountable, is going to help you rise, is going to help you soar, is going to help you strategize, is going to help increase that energetic capacity. This is a beautiful container to help you do that. So I really encourage you. I do get on the phone with every single person who is interested to make sure it's a fit for both you and for the program. So the link's in all my bios, wherever you might be seeing this on YouTube or maybe just on the podcast channels, you will find the link to book a chat with me. You can find out more on my website. And if you want to just come and initially see what I'm all about, then come to Attraction where I will also be talking about Phoenix Rising and learn and see whether or not this is going to be something that is going to be a fit for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have found everything here to be expansive, to be thought-provoking, to be inspiring. And I look forward to seeing you and, and having you guys all listen again next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.